But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. I am always here with Big Bri. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man. What's up? And welcome to another episode, a special episode for us, Bri, of Illegal Ham to the Face. You ready, buddy? Yes, sir. Because it doesn't, it happens once a year for us, Bri. Just once a year. And Fat Tuesday. And Fat Boy Tuesday merge together. Bring on the Ponskis. Bring on the Jambalaya. Bring it all on. We're going to be talking that that night. Little Fat Boy Tuesday and Lent. Uh, can't wait for Fat Tuesday. I got so excited. I realized that the uh, my kids go, Dad, what's Fat Tuesday? I'm like, I forgot it was Fat Tuesday. So <laughs> the Ponskis are flying out. And I'll tell you what, they're in Slovak Village. They're in Parma. They're selling them like hotcakes. And if you don't know what it is, it's pretty much a glorified jelly donut, a jelly-filled right. donut, right. which is still delicious. So, and if um, you're not familiar with Fat Fat Tuesday, then uh, it's just if you're not Catholic, it's it gives you an excuse to overeat for one day and stuff your face. Well, technically, what it is, Fat Tuesday is the overindulgence before Ash Wednesday, which is tomorrow which is the beginning of Lent because Easter is early this year at the beginning of April. So Lent starts on Wednesday and it goes all the way through April. So this is kind of like the last hurrah before you look at yourself in the mirror and go, you disgusting pig, you got to do something. <laughs> and then you Put know, down the burgers. And put down the burgers like Bri. Bri always gives up something for Lent. Bri, I'm giving up something with you this year for Lent. We'll save that for later on Sweet. in the show. Um, this Cold is my flour? first time. No, not cauliflower, cauliflower wings, oh. maybe, but not uh, not cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower pizza? Yeah. Oh, God. Have you tried that? Mm. I right. refuse. I refuse. Mm. I don't know how people do it. Don't know how people do it. But also, we're going to get into, we got a couple goodbyes, a hello uh, for your Cleveland sports teams. Actually, got like three goodbyes and a hello. Uh, we're going to also get into uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh Little Daytona, Bry. Got a little Daytona talk coming up. Uh, cool. We got uh, going to do a top five instead of a top three at the end of the show because the dunk t- contest came back this weekend and I got inspired. Past and present, Bry and I are going to give our starting dunkers, our five dunkers from past to present that we'd like to see face off. And it doesn't, they, doesn't matter if they're in the dunk contest, they could just be a seven footer, they could be two foot two. I don't care. But as long as we think they can dunk and have a good time, that's what we're going to do is we're going to build our own dunk contest, past and present. 
But always, our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Bride, this Sunday, I'll be setting up a trial run at our one of our places we've been to at Rookies for a live stream for our first Lake Erie APA live stream match. So, cool. a little trial run this weekend coming up. we got big things coming from Harold Keel. Um, he is awfully excited. And, Justin, I'm not going to say that this early. We're too close to Jesus time. We're not saying that kind of stuff. Had something to do with Ash Wednesday. It's not good. But um, we also got to thank City Dogs, which we do have a new City Dog this week. Brian, they're still popping out adoptions like crazy. And mm-hmm. April 2nd, which is before, I think it's right before Easter. Uh, I think it might be Easter Sunday, Brian, at noon. It's a Sunday? Yeah, I think it might be Easter Sunday is when the uh, pucks for uh, balls. No, I, th- I think it might be the week, but just doing the math, you know, 40, what there's 46 days in between like Ash Wednesday and uh, Easter Sunday. So hopefully we're good. Well, we'll figure it out if not, but they're still doing we'll their close. puck for Pauls for them and the Cleveland APL and a lot of good things going on there. But, Bri, we do have some shout-outs to get into today. Bri, do you have any shout-outs today, big fella? Not really. I mean, well, I got on the TV here. I got Toledo and Akron games, so let me shout-out the Rockets. 19. Toledo's like 21-6, and six, I think, and Akron's like 19-8. and eight, And then I think Kent's right around there, too. So, Max got three heavy hitters. Hopefully this – I know we talk every year about – the Mac getting in two schools into the big dance, but mm-hmm. just do it already. I mean, 68 teams. Why can't you have two Mac teams in it? I mean, obviously Ohio state's not going to be in there with their glorious record. They got going right now. Jeez. It, it's, it's rough. I was looking at standings today and, uh, what I think. Right. It's Minnesota is the only team that has a worse record in the big 10 than Ohio state. You know, no, it's really bad about it, Bry. Is we went out, and we took North Carolina, which is a top what top five team now, somewhere around there. No, they've fallen off. They were they were good. I mean, but last year they were in the the runner up and they were highly ranked. But uh, yeah, they've fallen off too. I don't know what the hell is the deal with them. Yeah, we just we can't. I don't know what's going on with that team. That team is just uh, there's just I don't know, Bry. I don't know. Should this be better. Part, this is probably the worst Ohio State basketball. Like, you should be at least getting into, like, just I don't care if you creep in at, like, a 12 or 13 seed. You should still be getting into the tournament. You're not even sniffing it right now unless you win the Big Ten tournament, and there's no way you're doing that because you suck. So I can at least be say that about my team, Bri. Is Holtman gone? No, Holtman's not gone. Get out Ohio of here, State- really? They bring him back? No, they're, I'm being dead serious. Ohio State basketball is different than Ohio State football, bud. It, it's it's a whole different – I mean, look how many years that I mean. Mata had there. And Thad Mata had some good teams. Thad Mata was – no, don't, don't be comparing the two, Thad Mata to Chris Holtman. Thad Mata had no, a lot of success. I mean no, – I, I know that. I'm not saying that he didn't have success. I'm not comparing the two. But I'm just saying they had their up years and they've had their down years. And right now, supposedly the recruiting for Ohio State men's basketball – it's actually good. It's just these guys aren't playing together, and I don't know why. Um, they're, I guess they got a super freshman that's probably going to go to the NBA this year coming up for the NBA draft, and then they got a couple guys coming in. But 
it's just like i i don't know i don't know if it's him not getting the team gel but from my understanding they're not even like sniffing around him being fired because it's just uh, yeah yeah Bronny james would definitely be a good uh that's what, that's what i was thinking yep bring in Bronny to save the program that's about I mean, all you I'm... can hope for yep oh that's true he said he gets a lot of young kids and then a lot of older guys. There's nothing in between. And then just they they have no size, Bri. They have no big guy, especially when guy from Purdue is like seven, eight. You seen that monster? Uh, I, I think I saw him just today. They're talking about him for potentially player of the year. Purdue always has some giant six, 11, seven, two. And he's uh, like yeah, they don't... six, man. Is he really? Yeah, he doesn't even have to dunk. Like, his head hits the net when he's underneath of it. Fair. Like, it just, like, I'm sitting here looking at, like, how are you, like, you got to be uncoordinated. Like, you look at those big, tall guys, and, like, none of them, 7'4", Craig said. He's 7'4", seven, four, seven, four. And just, Hey, I bet you he weighs 200 pounds, too. When Stiff Breeze was is just he, is, he, is he that skinny? Well, most of them are. I mean, look at Greg Oden for years. Greg Oden was skinny and just. Oh, he was hey. stout compared to some of these guys. Uh, uh, who's the guy? Holmgren, 7'3". Oh. He's like 195 or something. I mean, he he looked sickly skinny. He was just skinnier <laughs> like, than Kevin Durant. It was, something was up with him. Like, eat something. How do we get into college basketball right out of the gate? We got. Hey, I mean, it's that time of year. Football's it's over. Um, not, I, for I was, I, not. not for the yeah. Cleveland Browns are still making moves that they could have made a month ago, but yeah, we'll get into that. Um, the only shout out I got right now, I got to shout out my boy Pops. Love him, praying for him. A lot of things are going on here. Um, also got to. Um, <laughs> we'll get into it at the Cleveland headlines. A uh, few uh, Cleveland stars we have to say goodbye to. Um, I tried to get one of them on our show, but obviously we're not that big time yet. I'm trying, though. I'm trying, Brian. <laughs> Kevin didn't want to come on? Nope, Kevin did not want to come on. And I said, I don't know why. Is it because I called you a moron? And, uh, you know, he weighs, okay. Yeah, that's right. You're pretty hard on him. 304 pounds. Okay, well, I guess he's oh, not a little That's guy. a big boy. That's a big that's boy. A- all right. Well, I take it back then, tall, skinny shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, when they're that tall, like Yao Ming was like seven six, like three forty. I mean, you don't think of him being, but when you're that big, if you just got a little bit of meat on your bones, you're going to be up around three hundred. Unreal. I, I just, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just jealous, is what it is. I mean, all this time of driving into the paint when I was in junior high high school and you know i'm only what five eight right five nine and having the one kid that's actually like six three just swat it back in my face i'm like Haha, like you're an asshole then watching it he, him get it swat back in his face by a guy at seven two and i start to feel a little bit better but then realizing that guy doesn't even have to jump to block me he can just stand over top me and say shoot it and i'm like oh great here we go again so it's just it's just small man. It's Napoleon complex, Bry. I just got a little <laughs> Napoleon complex. I'll admit it. Hey, I'll admit it. The the small men were well represented in the dunk contest this year. So I know you see got that, that going for you. I know it. We'll get into that for the All Star too. We got a little. It just 
it goes to show you a lot of basketball's kind of god given. You look at, right. I'm sure that dude's not out there squatting seven, eight hundred pounds. I'm sure he's been able to dunk since he was in like seventh grade before he ever even lifted a weight. And then talk about the Purdue guy being seven four. I mean, yeah, a lot of it uh, is just god given to you. So it's how you use it. I'm not trying to take anything away from their hard work, but uh. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't get those springs in the weight room. Mm-mm. And all right, I, possibly Justin. Four nine sounds about right in high school. I didn't hit my growth spurt <laughs> till later. Well, yeah, you were telling what you wrestled at like one hundred and ten pounds or one hundred and fifteen. One hundred and three, my sophomore year in high 103. school. Wow. Yeah, and you want to talk about sickly looking? That was it. It was there wasn't much left <laughs> on the the bones after that weight cut skin and bones sitting there with the heavy weights while they're eating like triple lunches just hating every bit of it just looking at them like you guys disgust me and i'm snacking on me a picture you owe me a picture of the pineapple cut i still haven't seen that yet actually tubs has one and if i get a hold of tubs i'll have them send it to me so you can see the pineapple (laughs) cut so i'd like that that uh, that needs to go up as well as uh phillips basketball picture Oh, that'd be even better. Fat Phillips. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have Fat Phillips, the pineapple cut. We're going to have a, just a grand old time, Bri. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, Bri, I following do... the same uh, same path as Kevin Love was. Fat Kevin Love when he was younger. Now, unrecognizable compared to what he is now. Now, Bri, I do have something to show you. I told you I had a surprise for you tonight. All right? Uh-huh. We got people watching. But, Bri... Here is the work in progress. You're going to have to, you know, get your eyes focused. You ready? Here is the almost finished. We got to color in the ashes of the logo. But here is the final, final draft of the logo. What do you think, big fella? Nice. I like the hat. It pops. The hat pops. We got the guards. We got the calves on there. Cigar yep. is colored in now. We got to put some ashes on it. And then Jake is going to put in a different color on the illegal hand to make it pop a little more. What do you think, bud? Okay. Yeah. Looking good. He did a hell of a job. So well done, here, here soon, buddy. We're going to get that on a hat, some t-shirts. We're going to have a good time with it. Cool. Remember cabbage soup? Oh, my God. I do remember cabbage soup. Dad, don't take me down. Oh, is that what you would eat? Cut and wait? Yeah, I, I did. So my my stepmom at the time made, um, there's a weight loss. It was called the cabbage soup diet. And it's pretty much you, you're cleaning out your system and then kind of bringing freshness back into it. So it's pretty much the cabbage soup is to clean you out. But then you would have like add in a banana. And then like the next day you have a piece of toast with a banana. And then the next day you have cabbage soup. But man, I ate cabbage mm-hmm. soup. Probably for it had to be six weeks, Bri. Uh, it was it was bad. Like I, I the one time I do remember with my dad in here, and he'll vouch. You you remember kerosene heaters? You know, I don't know if they're outlawed or if people still have them anymore. Mm-hmm. But I remember during Christmas, I was so just physically exhausted that I curled up in front of the kerosene heater with like two blankets. And I felt like I slept there the entire day. I didn't even move. I just like feeling the warmth and just being 
cutting that much weight and it was just, it was miserable, but I, I, I wish you could see me back then, Brian. It was a whole different person. I was like, you're, you're like a feral cat. <laughs> just curling up next to the heater for a couple days. Brian, I, I can honestly say that was probably one of the most hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I know how to do it. I could do it again. I choose not to do it because I know how much it put through. Like, I remember getting so upset with myself because I had stir fry one night, Brian. I had stir fry one night and I went in the next day and weighed in before a match and I was three pounds over. And it was like, and it was all because of the salt from the stir fry and the soy mm-hmm. sauce just holding the water weight in, but just, just mad at myself that I let myself do that. And just like you worked so hard to get down to that weight and it was just True. disappointing sometimes. Yeah. You feel like you let your team down too. If, uh, if you can't wrestle, then. And that that was the hardest thing. Like, you know, you work so hard and then you look at your coach while your coach is weighing you in and you're overweight and you're just like, I don't know how much more I have left to run, to just sweat out whatever is left. I got to sweat out. Like, I, I don't know what I got left. Like, I remember running miles upon miles upon miles, Bry, and just hmm. uh, it 20 miles was nothing. Like, it really was like. You start running, you just run to and wearing so many sweatshirts and sweatpants and just the amount that you have to put your body through to just do anything, just to wrestle, just to wrestle for one match is just unreal. That's no, why not I, for me. That's why I <laughs> not wrestling for me. all the kudos because I you know, like yeah, basketball, you're running up and down, you can drink, eat whatever you want, you know, you're still gonna right. be in shape. But, like, I try to explain to people, you know, they're like, well, you only wrestle for six minutes. I'm like, yeah, but that's six minutes using your entire body. It's not legs. It's not arms. I mean, you're using your whole body contorted, going against another guy that's just kicking the crap out of you. And by the time you're done with it, you felt like you're in a train wreck. I mean, you come off, your forearms are cramped up because you just can't grab anymore. Like, it just... It's tough, bud. It's it's really tough. Wrestling's no joke. And you know, I try Phillips and I try to explain that to people, but they kind of look at us like, yeah, okay. I mean, I've seen kids cry, come off the mat because they can't open their hands up because their hands are so cramped up. It's crazy stuff, Brian. See, now we went down to wrestling. I know. I'm trying I'm trying to get us back on track. Trivia time. Or dog of the week. We do have a dog of the week, Brian. Our dog of the week is Purdy. Okay, now I told Beth to give us a good one, and she gave us a tearjerker, Bri. She gave us a tearjerker. So now Purdy is now available to adopt at the um, kennel. And I got to bring up her stuff because she's, but she is, I think, three years old, weighs 44 pounds. At least let me bring up the sad face here because she was not in Mm. the happiest of homes. As you could tell by her face there, hmm. she is playful. She is responding to everything. Um, Beth said she's an amazing girl. Um, let's see here. Not sure what sort of life Purdy had, but she came to us in pitiable shape. Uh, she was totally in mask. Yeah, I can't even pronounce that right now. Her poor head was covered in large scabs. Uh, despite her previous hardship, Purdy still has a ton of love to give. Volunteer says that she will curl up in your lap and lay in your lap. 
She's sensitive around new people or sudden noises, but she warms up quickly and nicely. Uh, she does play with other dogs and is gentle when playing with them. Right now, she is four years old, weighs 43 pounds, though she will weigh more as she fills out and starts to get healthy again. So, please, if you want to adopt a dog, there is Purdy. <laughs> uh, just, and, like, I, I told I wanted to do the, uh, what is it, the Natalie Emergent song, In the Arms of an Angel. Just the, mm-hmm. <laughs> In the arms of the angel. Please adopt Purdy. So, yes, that is our dog of the week, Purdy. Please help get her adopted. She definitely needs a loving home. So, please go help her out. And, Bri, it is definitely our turn for trivia. And it's my turn for trivia, which I am excited about. Good one for you. Cool. Briar Trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. You can get a hold of City Dogs of Cleveland down here at the bottom. You can actually go to the info of this show for today. It will be in there also, how to get a hold of them. Brian, we have the Slam Dunk Contest, which was actually a good one this year, I thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. A couple of the dunks were amazing. I actually enjoyed myself watching it this year. But, Brian, can you tell me the last Cavalier that won a Slam Dunk Contest? Okay, I think I got it. Okay. And with that note, Bri, we're going to go right over to our Cleveland headlines, okay? Yeah. Ready. Now, Brian, your Cleveland headlines today are some special headlines that we got. First off, uh, in our shout-outs, we didn't want to sound them off too quick. First off, we want to shout-out Cav Great. Brad Doherty's race team won Daytona this weekend, won the Daytona 500. So kudos to Brad Doherty, his race team, which you look at Brad Doherty and you wouldn't think he'd be into NASCAR, but he loves himself some NASCAR. He's part of the coverage sometimes. So what an amazing time for him to win Daytona, one of the biggest races of the year, and he actually gets to win it. So congratulations, Brad Doherty. Any thoughts on Brad winning the Daytona? Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome having uh, having some Cleveland ties. You know, if uh, if you don't have much to pull for, or don't care much about NASCAR, at least you can pull for Brad Doherty, and I. I don't know. I can't claim to know a ton about NASCAR and how it works, but is, is he part of the team that has like he several owns, he drivers? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so he's Stenhouse, he's, Ricky Stenhouse. Is that who won? Ricky Stenhouse won. He is one of his drivers. So one of his drivers. Okay. Yeah, so he owns him and a few other people own a team and Ricky's their driver. So congratulations yeah. to all of them. That's huge for them. Uh, Bry, um, it's hard to say this. Um, we also have a Cleveland Guardian great. 
calling it quits, but he was never a guardian, but he was an Indian. Uh, Jason Kipnis has called it a career and retired after, I think it's 10 years now, two-time all-star for your Cleveland Indians slash guardians. Uh, had one hell of a run for one year that he was, I think that's when he got paid the extra money, but part of the championship team and part of uh, just a good core group of guys here in Cleveland. Um, sad to see him. Uh, what do you think about Kip calling it quits? First thought was, uh, um, I can't believe he's been in the league uh, the last couple. Because what he, I don't think he he was in like the minor leagues in 2021, and I don't With know if he break. played at all last year. Mm-hmm. So like, it's been two years since he's actually played in the majors, and yeah, it was just kind of weird timing for him to call it quits now. Like, pretty sure. Major League Baseball told you you were done two years ago, but I've, I mean, that was just my initial thoughts. So to get to what he's done for the city and uh, and for this organization, it's yeah, he was a fan favorite. He was a glue guy. He was a clubhouse guy. Um, he put up some a couple really good seasons and, um, you know, we're forever grateful for that, for how he played in our 2016 run that should have ended in a championship. Um. He's another guy that you you wish he could have played his whole career in Cleveland, but um, but he's a Chicago kid, and I believe he got to play for the Cubs when he left here. He um, got to play at least, him. yeah, right. So I mean, happy for him that uh that he got to play for uh for his hometown team and the team that he grew up loving. But um, yeah, thankful for what he's done for this organization, the Indians, Guardians, and uh. Yeah, hopefully they they have a night at some point this season to honor him because uh, certainly even though he left, uh, he's still in my good graces and a lot of uh, Guardians fans' good graces. Now, Brian, I want you to realize um, we haven't seen his face here in the comments in a while. And we start talking about NASCAR and the bluegrass beard comes out. The Juice is watching us now. He said, what's going on, big guys? What up, so the Juice? Juice is- as soon as we start n- talking NASCAR, here he comes out of the woodwork, you know, beard and everything, just ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what it is. We know, we know he's a busy man. He's a married man now, so maybe we yeah, can he- get him on the schedule to uh, to do another cheap ham party that's been well overdue. Yes, it has been well overdue. Get a hold of big man, too. Um, Let's do it. Also, Bri, it's hard to say this one, too. Uh, Kevin Love time here in cleveland nine years in cleveland has come and gone the cavaliers bought out his contract he has signed with the miami heat um you know i know i've been harsh on kevin love in the past few years especially with that contract of paying a guy 30 million dollars to throw a temper tantrum and throw the ball in but i probably would too so when i say that you know i can't thank him enough for the time he did spend here um, I know the past few years weren't the greatest, but he actually turned himself around, almost got the sixth player of the year award. Um, just can't say enough about that guy. I mean, I wish we would have got fat Kevin Love, but we got skinny Kevin Love and what he did for this team mm-hmm. and helped get to 
whole bunch of championships and you know something we always have the what ifs in 2015 what if he wouldn't have got hurt and Kyrie wouldn't have got hurt there probably be no golden state dynasty and we'd be having three championships right now bri but this is where we're at and you know it's that means he's the last piece of a championship team uh gone so bri it's hard to say but i can't thank him enough i mean Speak your kind words about Kevin Love. Yeah, let me tackle what you're saying. We thank him for uh, for what he's done for the Cavs and for the city and uh, mental health, mental uh, illness uh, awareness, and um, just I mean he, he's a class guy through and through. And um, his his time in Cleveland, I mean. To be honest, it was just a lot of ups and downs. Uh, there were tons of good times, but there were some low times, and it kind of was encapsul- encapsulated in this season. And, uh, you know, coming off of a great season where he rebounded and he was the veteran of a young team and, uh, you know, guys kind of rallied around him, uh, coming in and playing well the first month or so, but then having the – was it a hand injury or a wrist injury? Uh, hand injury, I think. Hand injury, and then, you know, him fighting through that and, you know, playing his best and just his play went downhill over the last month, month and a half to the point where you couldn't even have him on the court because if he's not shooting well, his defense has really declined. Not that he was ever a great defensive player, but to the point where you couldn't even have him on the floor, so... Me, I was always hopeful that, okay, let him heal up and let him get back out there and he can knock down some big shots for us because he's one of the few guys on this team that has playoff experience. But, um, yeah, who knows the politics that went on in the locker room and his relationship with JB. But, uh, you know, I think he was frustrated that, uh, that he wasn't able to get on the court and get any playing time. And, you know, and for the foreseeable future, that wasn't going to change. So, he, his his seasons are limited in the NBA now, so he wanted to make the most of it. So I understand why he wanted out, and I, I thought it was a, a class move on the Cavs organization to uh, to let him go, even if that means he's going to Miami, who poses a threat to you in the East. Um, yeah, just looking out for his best interest and uh, and kind of a big thank you as he gets out the door. And uh, yeah, he said he'll always have a special place in his heart for Cleveland. And I think Cleveland will have a special place in their heart for him. And sounds like his number will be retired, I believe. I thought I heard that. Um, so th- that'll be a great night and a tremendous tribute to him for his number to always be up in the rafters. Do you think uh, Cav Hall of Famer? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it depends on how exclusive you want to get. Um I can't claim to be a Cavs historian, but I look up in the rafters and I see names like Nate Thurman up there. And, you know, I mean, they're talking uh, about Tristan Thompson up there in the rafters, too. So come on. Like, you got to put Kevin Love if Tristan Thompson's going up there. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, it's hard for me to say anything bad about the one team that gave me a championship in my 38 years as a Cleveland sports fan. So. Put them all up there. That's fine by me. Uh, all the starting five. Uh, I won't complain about that. But uh, 
Yeah, is he is he a top five player in the franchise history? I can't claim to know enough about that to say he is, but uh, you know, I think he's right there, maybe like with a Zildrunas, maybe a, a step below Zildrunas um, for what he did for this organization. Now, Brian, I want I wanted to play this to start it out, but I'm going to play it for our next guy coming up. I will remember you. Cleveland Browns released will you Mike Prefer today. Um, just want to let them know how much we care. Don't let your life and I'm just so glad that he was part of the Cleveland Browns organization and gave us our one postseason victory in 20 years. I just had to play the song, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> Make me tear up over here. Remembering the good times. I know. We did do trivia, and it was the Craig asked, "Do we do trivia?" We did do trivia, and it was uh, who was the Cleveland Cavalier that has won the slam dunk contest? So, uh, Brian, just recently. So, Brian, uh, Mike Prefer has been fired. From your Cleveland Browns, uh, which is way later than everything else kind of happened. I figured if you're going to ship him out, you and I talked about today, if you're going to ship him out, you would ship him out with Joe Woods, but they waited a little bit longer. Um, there are a couple candidates in play now. Uh, the special teams coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts, and then I think somebody else. Um, but, Bry, uh, Mike Prefer did get us our first ever uh, playoff victory. Um, in Pittsburgh because somebody had COVID and could not be there. Um, I do want to thank him for his four, was he four years now, five years? He's been with the Cleveland Browns, wow. which, is prob- which is probably longer than most coaches ever get here in Cleveland in the past um, <laughs> eight years, nine years, 10 years. Um, I, You know, special teams, I really don't have anything horrible to say about Mike Prefer. Yes, there's some play calls that's like, you're looking at it and everything else, but also the kicker's got to kick and make it. And the little things that you do, especially with the hands team, has got to change. And especially a couple bumbles that we had this year with special teams. I get it. Uh, Bry, how do you feel about the Browns? They getting rid of Mike Prefer. Also, I want you to, you and I talked about it. I want you to throw in your little uh, hype train that you told me your one take. Uh, with Joe Woods and Prefer being fired? Uh, I mean, on a human uh, level, it, it it sucks to lose Mike Prefer um, because, like you said, he got our us our first uh, playoff victory since the 90s. Um, so he'll always have a special place in our heart for that. And also, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he's a Cleveland guy or what, but... Um, but he grew up loving the Browns, so he was a big Browns guy before he even got here. So, uh, yeah, you always like to have guys that, uh, you know, that are, that are like you and me. You know, if we were ever on the Browns staff or something like that, we'd, we'd coach the Browns like our life depended on it because we want nothing more than to see them have success. So I feel the same way about Prefer. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and, you know, uh, unless you're – a top five special teams unit uh, year in and year out. You probably don't stay with a team much, much more than 
five, six, seven years. So um, Browns thought they could upgrade. It sounds like they got a uh, Ray Ventrone in their uh, in their sights, and I believe he was a Browns draft pick. I can't remember what year he was drafted, and kind of just a special team also. Yeah, kind of a special teams guy. I don't remember him playing a whole lot of defense. Um, but he's had a lot of success in Indianapolis, it sounds like, so I'm not sure why why they would let him go. But, uh, yeah, like I said to you in the text when you when you told me that, uh, that Prefer was done, it was just very odd timing. It makes me think that something had to have happened recently for them to uh, – to say adios and maybe it was i don't know really the timeline maybe it was just the fact that raven trone uh, became available and they thought they could get him so they thought they could upgrade so i don't know hopefully that stuff will come out in the future but yeah thank you to prefer i mean i, I don't have a whole lot of terrible things to say about him our special teams obviously need to be better and we had a couple of terrible mistakes this year that uh may have potentially cost us games but how much you can stick that on the coach i don't know yeah and the so the story is um uh was a patron right patron yes i call him patron now he is patron <laughs> to me we're talking tequila sound, with that you sound like jose <laughs> oh yeah well okay that's his name yeah well i call him patron yep he's patron now um <laughs> No, you know, I, you know he would say that. Oh, I know he would. I'm surprised <laughs> it hasn't come up in the comments yet. Well, I um, call him Patron. I call him Patron. Isn't, <laughs> what's his first name? Uh, Ray, but I think they call him Bubba. Like Ray Bubba okay. Ventron. Well, then if it's Bubba, then we're calling him Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. Um, so, Bri, the reason why, you know, I told you, like, we brought it up, we started talking about it. I, I think the reason why he became available is because Frank Wright is no longer at Indy. They did their okay. search, everything else, and I think that's why uh, he kind of became available because they're going through their whole coaching staff now with everything that's going on. Um, the other thing that you brought up when you and I talked was was quite eye-opening, and I, I wanted to bring it up to everybody because it, it, it was actually the one it, – it, it caught me. It was like a slap in the face to me. Like, it woke me up like, wow, this is happening. And also had me ask another question. I want to ask you the question now. So you brought up to me in our private chat that this is all on Stefanski's shoulders now. There's no more scapegoat. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, this is – he has taken out everybody that is scapegoat. So if he should happen, anything should happen this season with this team, that is bad. You guys might as well just kiss Stefanski gone because he has – there's no more Joe Woods to blame. There's no more prefer to blame. There's none of that. Bri, do you think, and this is just hypothetical because it just kind of, now that he's got rid of Joe Woods, prefer's gone. Do you think Van Pelt's next? No, I I don't really think, you know, Van Pelt has a big spotlight on him. He, I mean, Let's be honest. If he's not calling the plays, he's a glorified uh, quarterback's coach. And I know we just lost our quarterback coach, but um, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of heat on Van Pelt, you know, because what responsibilities does he really have? You know, we start calling, we can see on Sundays, uh, you know, how the offense operates. And if they're sucking, that falls on Stefanski. Like you said, there's no more 
uh, scapegoats. And, and I kind of always, even if Prefer kept his job, I kind of always knew that Stefanski has a ton of pressure on himself, a ton of pressure. There's, It's all on him. You know, uh, Jim Schwartz has proven he can win Super Bowls uh, with his defense. So whatever happens with the defense, I'm comfortable, you know, if if uh, Andrew Barry doesn't get the correct personnel in, then that'll fall on his shoulders. But as far as the offense goes, it's all on Stefanski. So put up or shut up. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot riding on this year. Yeah, and that's – I was just curious because with everything else gone, like Van Pelt doesn't call plays. Um, he doesn't do anything. I didn't know if he wanted to bring in somebody that was more – um, I don't know more his style or somebody to kind of shake up the offense a little bit to kind of bring in somebody new, um, just to get a little revamp on some plays or anything of that nature. That's the only reason why I asked about Van Pelt, but I mean, it looks like the Browns are, you know, shaped up and raring to go. And that's why we're getting ready to get into our, uh, free agents here. And you and I talked about it off air and on air. And we're finally going to start breaking it down because free agency, I guess, what is it? Today was the day to tag, start tag franchise tagging players. Um, so is it Lamar Jackson to start. I think, I think it's to so start. Not, not the deadline. Okay, gotcha. Not the deadline, but you can start today, I believe is what it is. Or mm-hmm. Friday, or one of those. It's sometime this week. But okay. with that being said, uh, we we talked to you guys about it. Brian, I've talked about it. So what we're going to do is we are going to go through our Browns rankings. Now, um, the funny thing is, is uh, Juice heard Patron and he's back in. So NASCAR and Patron is how we get Juice in here. So just remember. I thought he was that. a bourbon guy. Don't you have I thought to be he living in Kentucky? Hey, you can drink whatever you want in Kentucky. I mean, they drink rainwater out of the barrel, don't they? I, I believe I recall them drinking some uh, Natty Lights, and we've talked to them in the past, too. Oh, yeah, they were drinking a little bit more Natty Lights, too, and especially Big Man, because we got to a point with Big Man where we didn't know what was coming out of his mouth. Those are some fun times. I miss those times. And no, we're not talking about Paxton Lynch. Uh, we're not talking XFL yet. We're not yeah, there yet. I thought yet. I heard something about Paxton. What, did he get benched or something? I have no clue. So we're going to talk mention the history Paxton Lynch made the only Quebec ever to be benched in the NFL, CFL, XFL, and USFL. Well, that's one <laughs> hell of a question right there. Holy cow. <laughs> and I, he said, I forget. What did he say? He said, if, if it's got alcohol, I'm in, baby. <laughs> yep. That's that's the typical juice answer that I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it but is. I, I mean, to be completely honest, I was. I was kind of hoping for Paxton Lynch when uh when he was drafted. I can't remember when he was drafted or what quarterback the Browns had. It might have been the year after Manziel or something like that. But he was a big, big dude with a big arm from uh, Memphis, and yeah, I'd have taken him. I think he went in the second round, didn't he? Like early second round. He might. I think he might have went first uh, to the Broncos. Now I got. It. All right, somebody get on their Google machine over there in the comments and let us know when he was drafted so we can make fun of him. I'd say in the 20s. I'd I'd put money on in the 20s. That'd be crazy if he was. Um, Yeah. Denver took him with the 16th pick, honestly. 16th. Wow. Higher than I thought. 
Okay, yeah, kind of like a I mean, pick. He was kind of like uh, he was probably kind of similar to Josh Allen when Josh Allen came out. Tall dude, big arm from a small school, and had a little bit of mobility. And I forget uh, who who the Broncos coach was at the time, but uh, they were hoping he'd be the successor to uh, to Peyton Manning. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot who that was. First round, first round of 2016. 2016. So, so that was after Manziel. Mm-hmm. Right before Baker. So we'll play your draft. We'll play we took your... uh, um, Sean Kaiser and maybe. Oh, that might have been it. That might have been it. Look, <laughs> hold on. Who had a worst you... career? Paxton Lynch or Sean Kaiser? Well, hey, you can't even do that because I don't factor in any quarterback that Hugh Baby had. I mean, for a guy that wanted to trade a second-round pick for A.J. McCarron, remember? Thank God that paperwork didn't go through. Yeah, he's speaking oh. of XFL. He played this weekend. Mm-hmm. 26th pick in 2016. He just confirmed. Okay, see, there we go. I'll take All that right. win. All right, so Brian and I are going to start diving into our Cleveland Browns uh, free agent needs. Uh, and Today we are going to rank our positions, our personal rank of positions of need for your Cleveland Browns, which a couple of them are glaring. And, Brian, I'll go first. Uh, number one overall, they have got to get a defensive tackle. I don't care what they have to do to move and get it. They need a solid defensive tackle right out of the gate. I don't care who it is, where it's from, if it's a draft, if it's a free agent, but they need a solid defense tackle. Uh, second need for me also is a linebacker. I think we need a bigger linebacker. And third, Bri, we need speed on the edge. I need a fast wide receiver that can actually catch the ball. So those are my three. Uh, how do you rank your three? Uh, we agree. Well, number one, defensive tackle. I mean, it's playing the a- AFC North. You got to stop the run, and we kind of forgot about that. So, uh, so that's by far number one. My number two is going to be defensive end. So, kind of on the same page there with you, uh, because I don't want to trust opposite Miles Garrett to Isaiah Thomas, who was like a seventh round pick, and Alex Wright, who was fourth round pick maybe so just didn't produce much this past year so both of my top two are on the defensive line and then i'm gonna go on the back side i'm gonna say safety um i think the guys we have with the correct coaching you know could be okay they have a lot of potential but they just haven't seen it the last couple years so i think we got enough line I, i mean linebacker obviously has to be better i agree with you there but uh I'm just hoping we have enough linebackers to where two of them can pop and maybe they bring uh, Walker back and he has some success. So all defense for me. All right. So, Bry, starting next week, we are taking a deep dive in and we will start out with the one that you and I both agreed on with the number one overall. We will be going through our defensive tackles that we would like for your Cleveland Browns starting next week, our free agent dive. We will follow that up with safeties, Bri, because I know there's some good safeties out there in free agency. Then we will hit linebackers the next week, and then we will hit wide receivers at the end. Does that sound good? And then, oh, I forgot about defensive end. You want to do defensive end? And tackle, we can do in the same breath. 
Okay. And then tackle right out of the gate for the first two. Sure. So we have our next few weeks of diving into your Cleveland Browns free agency, what we think they will do and who they will go after. Um, but Brian, I'm done talking football. I'm done talking basketball. Brian, it is Fat Tuesday. And big fella, we have got to get into Fat Boy Tuesday on Fat Tuesday, bud. It's here. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, punch keys or not, however you like to do it, Fat Tuesday is a day for indulging in a whole bunch of crappy food before you make yourself feel better for Lent. And, Bri, we have here, we have Pumpski. You have Mardi Gras down there with Jambalaya. They got gumbo. Everybody's running specials on fish specials. Out the gate for fish fries, which is a huge thing here in Cleveland also. The fish fries, you know, you get some Lake Erie perch. Can't go wrong with that. Um, Brian, what is your one thing that you kind of enjoy about this time of year with Fat Boy Tuesday with Lent coming up? Um, what's your like one thing you like to do and one thing that like when you give up something, how you know you go through the process of eliminating everything else, and that's the one thing I'm giving up. Yeah, <laughs> hey, this time of year it's I, you know, I'm looking around. I, I'm looking for a pick me up. I'm still I'm a little down that uh the football's over. And it's still cold out, although we've been pretty lucky this year with our uh, winter. And it's been unbelievable the last couple weeks for February weather. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit down in the dumps. So uh, it gives me something to look forward to. You know, the uh, the New Year's resolutions are starting to get a little bit stale and, you know, getting sick of working out all the time. But uh, so it's just a little pick-me-up. And I'm if I'm giving up something, I'm usually looking at something – that uh, that's kind of a trend for me. That's been that's a bad habit. Um, I've given up burgers in the past. I've given up pizza. I've given up you know snacks or something like that. So every year it kind of changes, and it's like uh, <clears throat> you know what uh, what have I been doing over the last three four weeks that have kind of been my Achilles heel on the New Year's resolution. So it gives me a chance to give it up and just completely take it out of the equation. Although you know, sometimes I still might, you know, uh, use Sundays as a cheat day because I think technically you're allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm not Catholic, so I, no, I was gonna say, say yeah, certain. we can make our own rules. We're not Catholic. I mean, that I, yeah, because I think. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no. I was just gonna say, uh, talking to friends, family that are Catholic. Um, you know, it sounds like. Uh, there's 40 days in between Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, but that does not include um, the Sundays. They don't count for Sundays, so, so Sunday's kind of a cheat day. Um, but you, you do whatever you want to do. If you're not Catholic and you still want to give something up, God bless. Uh, you know, it's all in the spirit of uh, doing better and sacrificing for uh, for the Lord and you know, making yourself better in the process. Now we, we've had, we have had some, uh, some questions about your, your methods and some things you have done for your Lent. Like when you gave up pizza, but you, you still got cheesy bread and marinara sauce. <laughs> That's oh. true. I now don't, don't let it be, don't let it fool you. It's not like I was doing it 
every day or every other day. But, you know, there would be times where, uh, yeah, kind of a get out of jail free card. I'm not going to say that uh, that it wasn't a loophole that I found myself uh, indulging in. But, um, yep, there's ways around everything. That was probably one of the best times I have had eating lunch with you. When you told me that, I almost spit out my food. I'm like, so you had pizza. You're like, no, no, no. It was cheesy bread nope. with marinara on the side. Yeah. I'm like, right, just yeah. submit it. I mean, it's all right. You can admit it to me. All right. And that's like, that's like I'm giving up burgers. I'm giving up bacon cheeseburgers, but I can have regular burgers. <laughs> it doesn't make See, that's something that you that's something you bring up, but that wasn't a real thing. But I will oh, admit no. to oh, the uh I will admit to the uh, cheesy bread because I mean, hey, you know where do you draw the line? If you can't have cheesy bread, then what? Can you not have garlic bread? Can you not have breadsticks? You know where do you, where do you draw anything that involves bread and marinara? You're not allowed to have. So but yeah, no, I didn't feel good about it, but I did it. It was the fact that you got it from a pizza place. <laughs> That's right. It's not like That's it's right. not like yeah. the Texas toast that you get at home and the cheesy bread you made at home. It was the fact mm-hmm. that you went to a pizza place just to get the cheesy bread and the marinara sauce. It was, it was a loophole. Uh, I, I made my peace with it. I, I asked for forgiveness. We're yeah. good. No, but I mean, it's it's a good thing. And you know, some of the things that you have given up, I like. I I'm floored because you know I sit there and look at myself like there's no way I could do that. So I'm I'm actually going to match you this year, Bry. Um, Fat Boy Tuesday has been amazing to me today. We've had some great food here at the house. But for Ash Wednesday and for Lent, Bri, and this is hard for me to do. You know this is very hard for me to do. I'm giving up all fast food for Lent. Awesome. All all of it. Now, if I should happen to go to Wendy's, though, I'm getting a salad because I like their salads. That's all right, right? Okay. Sure. I mean, it's all all interpretation. Yeah. In in years past, I've given up fast food and... But I'd still go to Subway once in a while and get a sandwich. And, you know, people try to drag you down and say, well, that's fast food. I'm like, no. When I think of fast food, I think of burgers and fries. That's what I kind of think. I think like fried chicken. I think fried chicken, burgers, fries. Sure. You know, that's what I think of like what giving up fast food. Like even like chicken tenders. Like that's going to Cane's, going to Popeye's. I don't oh, think yeah. of like now if it's like. If I go to Wendy's and get like a grilled chicken sandwich, I don't consider that fast food. Like I, that's the kind of thing. Like I think that's the healthier version on the list, and not the the quadruple bacon pub cheeseburger that I normally would get. Is pizza fast yeah. food or Panera? Um, so that's the thing. Like <laughs> the so, loophole. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say pizza is, but no, but like. Panera, I, I, pizza i would throw uh, in there with everything too but like i i just consider like i just sat there and i'm like man i really do eat out a lot and i started laughing i'm like man mm-hmm. i like a burger king today i'm like geez okay like all right you know something we're gonna do that if I'm going, if I'm going to any of those establishments it is not going to be my normal thing it's going to be the healthy option on that menu if there is a healthy option which most places do not have a healthy option that's why i kind of threw out the salads and stuff at wendy's because they do but if there's no healthy option there, I'm not stopping there. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm giving up for Lent this year, Bri. Have you decided what you're giving up for Lent this year? Yeah, yeah. And like I said earlier, it's all about where you're at in your life. 
and uh and trying to eliminate things that uh that, that are a, a bad trend that have been you know starting to show their ugly face over the last couple weeks and you know things that you just want to eliminate so for me it's you know me with uh with the new job traveling a lot uh which means a gas station are you still there okay sorry. yeah i'm still here we're still here Uh-oh, did we lose Bry? All right, this yeah, sorry. Some app came up and I was trying to get Oh. One. Um so yeah, been you know, we got to stop at a lot of gas stations and uh and fuel up um a couple times a week, so it's easy too easy for me while it's filling up to run inside and grab something to eat. So I'm giving up any food from a gas station. So never purchase any more bags of chips or you know, candy bars, whatever. And um, so giving that up, also giving up any uh, deep fried food. So wow, chicken tenders, right. chicken wings, chicken, uh, uh, whatever, uh, French fries, potato chips, you know, might be pretty difficult, but uh, now yeah, hold on. all what that stuff. What if they're air fried? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, I actually had that discussion with my wife uh, earlier today or yesterday. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I forget what she was asking about throwing chicken in our air fryer, and I'm like, yeah, I guess that's fine. So yeah, that's you're why not, you're not putting it in oil. I mean, that's a healthier version right. of what you're getting. That's why I clarified it to say deep fried food. You know, the one thing you can't make in an air fryer. What's that? Deep fried Oreo. Yeah, see, uh, no, no more deep fried Oreos for me. I don't think I've ever had one, but uh, can't, can't have that. Not an option. No, okay. Justin said no fried, but does baked count too? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, baked potato chips. I don't know. That might be another loophole. Oh my lord! Now my, my phone's going off. We're talking to Bixby over here. Um, well, I, <laughs> I haven't mean, thought I, I, that far down the road. No, we'll get into it. I mean, we 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 start tomorrow, so Brian and I are going on our journey. Brian is doing no deep fried foods and no potato chips at gas stations. And I know that's hard for you. Any food, right. any food from gas stations. Any, no any food. food. Oh my lord, that is like <laughs> that's like Satan's curse on you, right there, Brian. You can't go anywhere it without is. stopping and grabbing a bag that's, of chips. That's what I'm saying. Now that now that I pretty much have to stop at gas stations, you know, a couple times a week, it's it's become far too easy to start filling it up and take a walk inside and see what they have. And I just saw the other day Doritos came out with a uh, a barbecue chip. So mm -hmm. I saw that. I, I couldn't. I'd be lying if I said I didn't hit that heavy over the last couple of weeks. I bet you did. How is it? Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Have you had their dill pickle one yet? No, I don't think I've seen that. Okay, they have a dill pickle one out too. That's actually pretty good. Good, th good thing I'm not a huge dill pickle fan. Otherwise, yeah, it's that not, would be. Uh... It's not that much. It's almost more of a like a salt and vinegar than it is like you get a little bit of the dill, but it's not as bad as what you'd think it'd be. Okay. All right, Brian. Well, now that everybody knows that we're fat gluttons and we're giving up a whole bunch of fried <laughs> food, um, let's let's finish off our trivia before we get into our top three, Brian. And uh, our trivia, which is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. And let me bring up this precious face here, Purdy. Purdy is our dog 
this week. Look <laughs> that face, Ty. I, I told her, I'm like, you're killing us with these faces. I really did. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, you keep giving us these dogs with, and the close-up pictures are the ones that kill me the most. Like, yeah, you want to adopt me. Like, yeah, I do. I really do. So there's Purdy, our dog of the week this week. I will also share out on our Facebook and our um, illegal hand page on Twitter. So, Brian, the trivia I asked you is what Cavalier was the last one to win the Slam Dunk Contest? Okay, I'm pretty confident in my answer, but I, I kind of remember a couple other calves that might have been in it. Like, um, I remember Bobby Sura was in it for sure. Um, and maybe Ricky Davis, too. Maybe um, Darius Miles. But my answer is going to be Larry Nance. Big fella, you're a little bit wrong on that one. Oh, no. We just acquired him. And it was Donovan Mitchell in 2018. Oh, see, I didn't know you were talking. I thought you meant like a Cleveland Cavalier. Got you, got you, got you. That's not fair. That's not fair. Got you, got you, got you. He was a Utah Jazz when he won that. I said a Cleveland player that won the slam dunk contest. I didn't say. Got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Do you know who was the last Cavalier to win it? I think it was Larry Nance. Junior. Okay. All right. Well, let's take an after one. I I don't. I mean, that was you snake. I know. I can't help it. I had to do it, Bri. (laughs) I had. I heard it, and as soon as I heard it, I actually put it on my phone. I heard it driving in the car, and I'm like, notes, and I put it in there. I just put Mitchell, and then the date, and that was it. I'm like, that is a sneaky trivia question right there. Sneaky, sneaky trivia, Brian. You got to word it just right. I'll be honest. I, honest, I couldn't. I wouldn't have said if I had to bet on it. I wouldn't have said that Donovan Mitchell has won a um a slam dunk competition because I don't really remember that. See, here's Larry Nance Jr. Everybody's coming with Larry Nance, no? Donovan Mitchell. Because I started laughing because they started going back. They were talking. Oh, what was it? Yesterday morning, um, on ESPN. They were talking about the dunk contest and like the past winners, like what one was actually memorable and like who really has won the dunk contest and all this other stuff. And they were going back through the names. Like the last real like legit name was Donovan Mitchell. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. mark it down. Marking it down, Brian. (laughs) I'm just happy when I get you with these little zingers. It, It makes me happy because you come with some tough questions that are tough for me. And I'm just like, Oh, man, you could be a pain in the ass sometimes when it comes to it. I think I got one for you next week that I've been holding on to. But I, <laughs> I bet you think do. you I can do. get. No, I, I think you can get it because it's been talked about in little pockets on Cleveland Sports uh, Radio over the last couple weeks, and oh, that's I can't believe me. it. So that's why I was going to throw it at Hold you. On. The, what shows on sports media? What is the ones we? I think to? I've heard it on at least a couple of them on each yeah. station. All right, so, because it just depends uh, on when you've been listening. <laughs> Craig goes, he goes, you got me too. LOL. <laughs> not fair, Craig. Uh, it's not fair. I know, I know, but you know something? Gotta have it. Now, Brian, we're getting into our top three. You ready, brother? Yo.
right, our top three this week, Bry, with the NBA All-Star Game, which we really didn't get into that much. Uh, the actual All-Star Game sucked. Uh, what was it, 189 to 174? Nobody plays defense. I don't even care to watch anymore. I did watch right. the Celebrity Game, which was actually really cool. I also did watch the Slam Dunk Contest. All right. So I thought, why not? Let's get our top five now. It's not top three. Our top five. If we were going to coordinate a slam dunk contest, past and present, who would our contestants be? All right. Now, Bri, would you like to go first? Uh, you can go. I think I got four now. I was at three. Now I'm at four. I might need one more. So we go ahead. All right. Number five for me. Dominique Wilkins. Love me some Dominique. And man, back in the day, he could slam it down. Number four, LeBron James. Okay. Right? I just got to see it. I just got to see LeBron do it once. Number three, MJ in that group. MJ with LeBron with Dominique. Number two, Chris Cotta. Vince? Well, did I say uh -oh. the wrong name? Vince Carter? You said Chris Vince Carter. Carter. I'm sorry, Vince Carter. <laughs> Vince Carter. I was pretty sure you didn't mean Chris Carter. No, because I saw Chris pop up here in the comments. That's <laughs> and then number one for me, I gotta give little guy love. Spud Webb. All right. Like that. That's a solid list. Yeah. Oh, Spud Webb, 5-5, five, five, winning the dunk contest? Are you kidding me? Well, didn't they have um, the dunk contest, too? Oh, yeah. He's on my – well, I guess there we go. We'll start my list. Nate Robinson. He's 5-9, maybe, 5-10, and it's just unbelievable what he could do. So, so he's my little guy, Nate Robinson. I'll go with another one of yours, um, Vince Carter. Maybe, you know, my brother and I were just talking about it this weekend. Maybe the greatest um, dunk contest we've ever seen. It just the performance he put on, I it's number one in my book. So he's the top dunker, um, in my opinion. So I got Nate Robinson, Vince Carter. My other one is Jason Richardson. Uh, he's just mm -hmm. so smooth in how he did it. And, you know, it's almost like the shorter guys kind of have an advantage um, because just it looks so much better when they get up. So he's my number three. My number four, I'm going to kick it old school a little bit and say Dr. J. Uh, I don't know yeah. if he could really hang with the high flyers this year, but he was, uh, he was just unbelievable. He was kind of ahead of his time and what he could do. So pay homage to him a little bit and then you got to go with a big guy and the best Duncan big guy in my opinion is uh Dwight Howard just unbelievable the athleticism that he had in his prime so there's my five all right so we had Justin on here said Spud Webb Vince Carter Dwight Howard Dr. J and the goat Michael Jeffrey Jordan uh we had Michael Jordan Patrick Ewing LeBron James Vince Carter and Muggsy Bogues there's a name I haven't heard in a while. My God, I forgot about Space Jam. I'm going to, have to watch Space Jam. I don't know if he can dunk or not. I don't know if he can. Uh, Justin even put it in Allen Iverson. I don't know if Allen Iverson can dunk. 
I don't know if Alan Iverson. I was about to put uh, Steph Curry in mind just to have him embarrass himself. But that would actually be kind of funny. That Bri, we should actually do the non-dunk contest and see who could do the prettiest (laughs) thing. Steve Nash. There's a lot. You'd be surprised. There's a lot. Jason Kidd. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) lord. All right. Well, guys, we're here at the end of the show. Um, Bri, thank you for everything, bud. Happy Fat Tuesday. May your Lent be good and strong for 40 days. 40 days, Bri. Ugh. For sure. Well, 40 like days. I'm... You'll stop thinking about it by Friday. That's all right. Looks like I'm going to Taco Bell tonight at about 11.59 and just loading up. I recommend. <sighs> Absolutely. Live your best of life while you can. Yeah. All right. Pops, gave you a shout-out at the beginning of the show. I love you, brother. Do well. Miss you. All right. We're here at the end of the show, Bri. Will you God bless them, please? Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. We are Legal Him the Face. I am that fat guy. I want to thank Harold Keel and City Dogs of Cleveland for sponsoring our show. I want to thank everybody in the comments. Can't do without you guys. Please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Get us out there because Brian and I are having fun with this now. And as we always say at the end of the show, we're definitely uncorked, unloaded. We're out. Sam. Sweet.